You're listening to Answering Difficult Questions Biblically, a Sunday school series taught by Pastor Dan Christians at Maple City Baptist Church in Chatham, Ontario. For more information about Maple City, please visit us online at maplecitybaptistchurch.com. Question number 13. Does our church believe in the gift of tongues for today? Okay, I'm asking, I brought this question up because I actually had somebody come up to me uh, last week after service and asked about this, and then uh, another person throughout the week, earlier in the week, asked me the same question, uh, and, then, and then at the end of the week, another person brought up the uh, gifts of the Spirit. And so I thought, it's come up three times this week, I, I probably should address it. So I'm going to do that. Um, it, and so I guess, again, do, if, if we were to ask the question, do we believe in the gift of tongues for today, really the broader question is, um, what do we believe about the gifts of the Holy Spirit for today? All right, because we, we recognize that in the Bible there are gifts given to the church um, for the edifying of the church and the work of the ministry by the Spirit of God. And, and so what does our church do about those gifts? Do we believe in all of them? Do we believe in some of them and reject some of them? Or do we just kind of avoid the Spirit of God completely because he's controversial? And, and sadly, I think... I think in some churches that, that can be the case because we know this can be controversial. And especially if you're a church who doesn't necessarily believe in the sign gifts, the miraculous gifts of the Spirit continuing today, then the gifts that you're left with are kind of like ho-hum. Now, they're not, they're not really ho-hum. They're really important. They're really wonderful. But they don't seem as like, like firework type of gifts. And so they're just not really addressed and talked about a whole lot. Uh, I did teach a Sunday school class called The Truth About, and then the, the truth about this lesson was the Holy Spirit, and I did eight lessons in that five years ago. So I'm not going to cover all of that this week. Um, we're going to kind of hone in on this question, but I want you to know that that's out there if you, if you want to take a look at it. And so have the gifts ceased, and I'll put my cards on the table right away. I would call myself a soft cessationalist a soft cessationalist, meaning uh, I believe that the miraculous and sign gifts of the Spirit have ceased, but I'm soft on that position because I'm not going to try and put God in a box and say I know absolutely for sure. A hard cessationalist would say, like, they've ceased absolutely in any, any you know, you just got to reject it, it's of Satan. Um, and I would just say, when I look at the Bible, I don't expect it, I don't, I don't see that needing to continue um, I see that it was given for a purpose and a time, and it fulfilled those things. And, but I'm, I'm also not opposed to the idea that it could continue. However, I would say if I was going to expect the miraculous gifts of the Spirit to continue, it would be in certain contexts. And, and a lot of those contexts are not the contexts where some of the miraculous gifts of the Spirit are taking place today. That will make sense as we get through this, Okay. And so at first glance, um, I, would, I would admit that the Bible does not give a, a super clear answer on this question. Uh, there are continuationists and, and cessationalists, and both of them are going to the Scripture to, to try and prove their point. And again, I know that when I get to heaven, I will be corrected on a number of things. This might be one of them, all right? So I'm not, I'm not going to act like I know everything or this for sure. Um, but the purpose of the miraculous sign gifts, 
And I think there are many, right? You can, you can say that there's the immediate purpose of a miraculous gift, like gift of healing immediately serves the purpose of healing that person's disease. Um, the gift of, uh, of tongues can immediately serve a purpose that is wonderful and great. But there's also, I think, secondary um, and, and actually probably more important purposes to these gifts. And so this, is, this would take too long to do, but if you were to go through all of the Old Testament and then even into the New Testament, and you were to look at all of the times where there are miraculous gifts, like miraculous things happening. So, so the time of Moses, right? The time of the prophets, where there's these incredible things happening. At all of those stages, at all of those, those times, because it's actually pretty consistent in the Old Testament that there aren't a ton of miracles. Most of the time in the Old Testament is not filled with like miracle after miracle after miracle, but there are certain times that are miracle heavy. Why is that? Well, I think it's because when God was giving all of these miracles, he was also revealing something brand new to the people about himself. He was giving them new revelation from himself. And so in each of those times, Moses and the law of God and all of what he was putting into place is confirmed by the fact that God did miraculous things through Moses on a regular basis. We see that. You go to the, move up a little bit and then you get to the prophets and God is now revealing things about the new covenant and about um, the Messiah that would come and, and, and so much of this new revelation is accompanied by miraculous signs that demonstrate the veracity, the truthfulness of the person who is speaking. Then in the New Testament, okay, Jesus does miracles, but there's a number of times it seems like he doesn't want to do a miracle. Why? Because he doesn't want people to follow him for the sake of the miracles. He wants them to follow him for the sake of his teaching. And what we find is the miracles serve the immediate purpose of healing, but also the greater purpose of demonstrating that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the, the Son of God. And that was the, the greater purpose of the miracles is to be a sign, to be a, a, a demonstration that this really is, that Jesus is who he claims to be. Then in the, the book of Acts, we find the early section of Acts to be fairly miracle heavy. There's a few later on in the book of Acts, but um, it, the early section seems to be have more miracles. And, you know, for example, the, the man who's at the beautiful gate of the temple, what happens in that situation? Where, well, Peter and John, they heal this man, they allow him to walk again, but that serves the purpose of, of giving them a platform to speak the word of God, right? To give the gospel. And that, so I would say that's the primary purpose of the miracle wasn't just the momentary healing of the man. It was the opportunity to share the gospel and, and it demonstrates that Peter and John, though they are, and this is what the, the Sanhedrin called them, they're ignorant and foolish men. Though they were ignorant and foolish men, they were speaking the words of God. It demonstrates it, okay? Once that was proven, once that was put in place, once the word of God had been given then those gifts began to cease. Those miraculous gifts occurred less and less frequently. So even in the later writings of the Apostle Paul, you have things like him talking about Epaphras, who was sick and nigh unto death, but you prayed for him. 
and, and he, didn't, he didn't die, but it wasn't like Paul could just like snap his fingers or lay his hands on him and, and, and just heal him immediately. So there is a trend that way in Scripture. Um, I'm not, please don't hear me wrong, I'm not saying that God does not heal people. Okay, God does heal people, and, and I think you should pray for people. But I'm saying that the healings that we see in our culture today are healings of like people being healed of, of cancer or of, of some disease that they were struggling with, but it's not like this person fell out of a window and died and then they were brought back to life. Okay, we don't have, I don't think those healings are continuing to happen today. Yes? I think that, I mean, I, I'm open to anything, Mark. Um, Mark's question is, do I think that there will be more miracles the closer we get to Christ's return? I'm expecting a lot of miracles when Christ returns. And I think that that he will bring that. Uh, I think that his return will be, will not, it'll be something that is um, unexpected, right? It's not something that, that, it's not like it's building and building and building and building and then then finally, like, we all knew he was coming and we just usher him in. I think it's, it's going to be more like a thief in the night that it's not something you expected to happen. And so, good question. Uh, and, and Revelation would certainly corroborate the fact that there will be many miracles there. So, great question, Rini. Um, she said, if, if she's really, really sick and dying of cancer, should she expect a miracle or not? And again, I think that goes to the book of James tells people who are sick to call the elders of the church together and to pray for that person and anoint them with oil. I don't think that, that those verses in James are a promise that you will be healed. I just think that's the instruction that, that you're supposed to take. Anoint them with oil and pray. So if you're very, very sick, I, what, I think you should pray that God will heal you. I think that's okay to pray. I think it's a good thing to pray. I think that you should also pray that God's will is done. And that second prayer is a, a greater prayer than the first. It has, to, it has to be the foundation of the first. So, so my prayer is, God, let your will be done. Here's my will, Lord. Please heal my body or heal this person or, or whatever. But God, I recognize that you are the king and you're sovereign and I want your will to be done. And so I think you can go to God in faith knowing that he can heal, but also recognizing that he may choose not to. And that might be a part of his plan, and that might be better. And, and that's very similar to Christ's prayer that, Lord, take this cup from me, but not my will thine be done. So that, that, that's really cool. And, and again, I, like I, I think that um, God can perform miracles, and I'm not doubting that he can. Uh, what I would probably say is the difference between having like a gift of healing that we see in the New Testament. And, and part of what's happened, and you'll notice this, really good theologians who are continuationalists. There are like really great theologians who still believe in the miraculous gifts of spirit. But you will notice that in a lot of cases, they'll have redefined them in, in slight ways to make them, I guess, make more sense in our culture. So I would say someone with the gift of healing has the ability to heal when someone is sick. It's a, it's, it's a gift that they have, this amazing thing they can do. It's not um, something that 
where one time I healed or one time I prayed for somebody and they were healed and therefore I have the gift of healing. So that's a, that's a really amazing um, case where you had something. Now, again, that's, it's not such a sign gift where there's like this blindness that was completely gone forever, but it is a really amazing miracle. And don't, like, don't discount it and, and pray for that. But it's possible that God could choose not to answer that prayer and he would still be God, right? And it's, it's not true, I don't think, that all, all of those elders can now claim that they have the gift of healing, as we've seen in the New Testament. Does that make sense? That's, that's an awesome story. Okay. And then again, just with, with that, when we think about um, this issue, I want you to know that I, I've heard like countless stories of different things happening around the world, right? Um, and I, I have missionary friends who have seen and, and heard things. And so I'm never going to put God in a box and I'm not going to discount, I'm not going to say that your experience is invalid, but the only thing I'm not going to do is build my theology on another person's experience, okay? And so that I'm going to have to go to the Word of God and figure out what I think it, it says and, and teaches. Always the Holy Spirit. Yes, absolutely. Holy Spirit heals not the person. Good. Okay, listen, we're, um, we're at 10-12, and my plan is to go through the book of... Acts and look at the three times that the that tongues comes up because we're we are I know we got into the gifts of spirit but we are answering a question on tongues uh, to go through those situations and then also to look at First uh, Corinthians fourteen and that's where the book, the the gift of tongues is really um, emphasized or focused on in the epistles and so I think we should save those two things for the start of next class if that's okay. All right. Does anybody have any thoughts or comments before we close? Yes, I believe that. I certainly believe that, that tongues were a gift that was given to the church um, in the Book of Acts and and in the first generation. Uh, I believe that tongues was. Uh, this is getting into next week's lesson, but I, I believe that tongues was always a real language, and so. If I was to believe in tongues happening today, it would still be a real language. And it would be in a case where uh, somebody needs to communicate with another person, communicate the gospel to another person, but they don't speak their, their language. I think that's where tongues is primarily used in the book of Acts. And that's, I think, the primary use of it, um, even, even in the epistles. First uh, Corinthians 14 is the only epistle that addresses the gift of tongues. And it really focuses heavily on the gift. And much of the, the chapter is to guard its use. Does that make sense? So yes, I believe the gift of tongues were given. And I would say that if God can do whatever he wants to, and if he wants to use tongues today, that's great. But I would expect them to be used similarly to the way they were in the New Testament. And I think that the way that the gift of tongues are often used in churches today is not the way they were used in the New Testament. Okay, so... Good. Uh, so, Sam, if I'm understanding you correctly, you would say that if you had a... That God gave all of the gifts and then the command in James to the church, to people in the church. And that oftentimes what we see in Christianity today is um, healing ministries 
that are separate from the church, but that that would, that would not be in line with God's purpose of the church. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great point. Yep. Good. So what would I say to people in Christianity today who... Yeah, um, I would, I wouldn't, I would not tell them that I know that they're wrong. I, I wouldn't try and act like, like what they're doing is, is absolutely wrong. I think the way I would go about it is to say, just here's my understanding of scripture. And that is that every time tongues is seen in the book of Acts, it's seen as a real language, a language that, that is already in existence. Um, and so if that, if that prayer is edifying to yourself and it's, it's, it follows the, the rules that are set out in first Corinthians 13. And, uh, I think it, it would be nice to follow the pattern of it being a real language, uh, then go for it. Like I I would, I I don't want to like act like I, I would have to be right in that, that I'm right and you're wrong in that area. I think that, that for me, it would be more just make sure that what you're doing is in line with Scripture. And, and we have individual soul liberty before God to say, I want you to make sure you're right with God. And if you are and you're trying to be biblical, then I'm, I'm happy. Is that? Okay. Good. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. Okay. Well, thank you all for coming. This, yeah. Herb? You... It's not. Absolutely, it's not. And that's a, that's a really important thing to to keep in mind. But again, it's one of those issues that often divides people in churches and to, to other churches and denominations because it's a very practical issue in how we worship, right? But that's, that's really important to remember. It's not a salvation issue. Okay, good. Thanks. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about what you've just heard or are interested in the ministry of Maple City, please visit our website at maplecitybaptistchurch.com.